0: Good morning and welcome. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's really a privilege for me to just share with you guys this morning, and I hope that this will encourage you for the coming week. So we started last week with January's new theme, and that is a fresh start. We asked the questions, how do we have a fresh start in the current circumstances that we face? Needless to say that I'm talking about the coronavirus and the consequences of COVID-19. I mentioned three things that we often focus on that could steal our hope and our dreams for the future and also the fulfilled life that God has in mind for us. This week I want to continue and the title of my sermon is Refresh. So I went and looked up The definition of refreshing. And it means this, to give new strength or energy to, to revive, to restore, or to recharge. That sounds good to me. So if I ask you, what is the most refreshing thing that you can think of right now? What would you answer? Maybe something nice and cold to drink, Or perhaps a cold water swimming pool that you can just dive into. Maybe other things like a good laugh. We all need that from time to time. Or a movie or exercise or just practicing a hobby or, or being creative a little bit. But for us as Christians, there's nothing that refreshes like hearing God speak to you that Ray, my word, that just connects with your heart and you know this is Father speaking to you and enjoying his presence. So my first point this morning is the most important one and it is refreshed in his presence. Let's read from Acts 3, verse 19 to 20. It says, Therefore, repent and turn to him to have your sins blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and so that he may send you Jesus, whom he appointed long ago to be the Messiah. So we see clearly from this scripture that times of refreshing comes from the presence of God. According to Lamentations 3, verse 21 to 23, we can receive this refreshing every day. God's mercy is new every morning. Every day you can seek him, wait for him quietly, hope in him, and be refreshed by his presence. So my second point this morning is, we are refreshed by the people of God. And we see this clearly in Philemon. I'm going to read from verse 4 to 5. I always thank my God when I mention you in my prayers. And this is, of course, Paul speaking. Because I keep hearing about your love for all the saints and the faith that you have in the Lord Jesus. And verse 7. For I have received considerable joy and encouragement, from your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed, brother, through you. And verse 20 says, yes, brother, I desire this favor from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Messiah. So clearly Philemon was a man known by his love for the saints and and the people of God. And Paul asks him a favor here. Um, because he recognises the fruit that he bears. This is still true today. The body of Christ and the love of our brothers and sisters in Christ refreshes our hearts and souls. I read um, that Jim Becker wrote in his autobiography, uh, it's called I Was Wrong, the story of his humiliation how he became poor and was even imprisoned, even though he was a very influential man at one stage. One day when he was still in prison and he lost all hope, falling into depression, a prison guard called him and said, Billy Graham is here to see you. He could not believe his ears. So when he walked into the room, Billy Graham turned towards him and just opened his arms wide. He said at that moment he felt total acceptance and love. One of the most influential men in the world took time out of his busy schedule to come minister to one person in the prison. He describes how Billy Graham's visit refreshed his heart and boosted his spirit. I felt as though Jesus himself had come to visit me, he says. So Paul says in Acts 26, from verse 19, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Instead, I first told the people in Damascus and Jerusalem, then all the people in Judea, and after that the Gentiles, to repent and turn to God and perform deeds that are consistent with such repentance. You see, Paul also encouraged others. He was first on the road, to imprison and kill all Christians at Damascus. But then he had an encounter with God's grace. And this was what happened when Billy Graham visited. In this scripture, we see the change in Paul and how he preaches about Jesus, the Redeemer. He remembers the mercy given to him and in turn gives it to all those all around him. Is this not what we are called to do? 1 John 3, 16 says, and I, I, please go and read up till to verse 19. I'm just going to touch here and there. It says, this is how we have come to love. The Messiah gave his life for us. This is how we know love. We too ought to give our lives for our brothers. Verse 19. This is how we will know that we belong to the truth and how we will be able to keep ourselves strong in his presence. What we have is not ours. Remember that everything that we have has been given to us. Whether it's your health, your job, your money, whatever you have has been given to you. Jesus is the master. You and I are the managers? Our money, our possessions, does not belong to us, and we are given it for our pleasure. Isn't that amazing, Grace? But also to the benefit of others, and most of all, for his glory. And this is what Philemon did. In Hebrews 13, and I also um encourage you, please go and read this whole passage thirteen one two sixteen it says keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters and then verse two do not forget to show hospitality verse three continue to remember those in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourself were suffering verse fifteen and sixteen and do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices god is pleased this refers to money to spiritual gift or even to opportunities of service that come our way whatever we have are given to us to serve others as well not just for us to keep but to glorify god through giving it away again. It's not what we have, whether it's big or small, that is important to God, but rather how we use that, what he has given us. That is what really matters. We need to use it in the service of God. He knows what we can handle and and will not ask us to do anything which is beyond our ability. Many times we think, God, I cannot do that. And I've been so guilty of saying that so many times in my life. But he knows what we can handle. He will not ask us to do things which is beyond our ability. Our willingness to give also stands as a good indicator of our faith and commitment to the Lord. Do we trust him? You see, Because serving and giving unto others is an act of serving Christ. It's an act of service to him. So what happens when we don't obey? The seed in our hand will not multiply because we're keeping it. It's almost like eating your seed. The seed in our hand will get stale. We get so used to what we have that we don't even see it anymore or don't even appreciate it anymore. And the third thing is we cannot receive any fresh seed because our hands are still full. We haven't given away what we have received. I want to make a statement and that is that I believe we will never be able Or never be all, let me rather put it that way, that we will never be all that the Lord desires of us if we are unwilling to give in order to benefit someone else. I'm going to say it again. That was a bit of a tongue twister. I believe we will never be all the Lord desires of us if we are unwilling to give in order to benefit someone else. Proverbs eleven twenty four clearly says, those who give freely gain even more. Others hold back what they owe, becoming even poorer. So let's come back to the theme. And in closing, this fresh start means that we have to come out of our comfort zones. Lay aside what God asks us to do. And empty our agendas, our schedules, our preferences, maybe, and pride to make room for him and his family. We will be surprised at how refreshing this is. So I want to encourage, especially our church family, please stay in contact with one another. Pick up the phone, send a message. Visit, drop something, help each other. Let's keep in contact with our connect groups. Let's keep in contact with the family. And let's keep in touch, praying for each other, encouraging each other. You know, you will be more refreshed than the brother or sister that you are serving. And I hope that this will be part of a fresh start for us this year. And even though we can't do it in person or most of the times not in person at the moment, we can still be faithful and serve with love like Philemon did. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Bye.